your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When the Golden Knights get back to business next week, they will have to deal with quite a few expiring contracts, including a key rental and contracts of three goaltenders. We'll talk about all of this on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas, the home of the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Follow us on YouTube, Locked On Golden Knights. Bad Wagoners are accepted, so please, again, subscribe there. At Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK on Twitter. And we are brought to you today by the Game Time app. Just download the Game Time app, create uh, an account, and then use the code LOCKDOWN for $20 off of your first purchase. So, Chris, you know, we really do hate to rain on Saturday's Stanley Cup parade. Uh-huh. Uh, but today is really an important day on the NHL timeline. It's the beginning of the first buyout window, and that will last until June the 30th. And while VGK won't be making any moves until after the parade and after everyone drinks the jungle juice out of the cup, uh, they will have to address a lot of these issues when they return to work as early as next week, uh, VGK has seven expiring contracts that they will have to evaluate, including that of Ivan Barbashev, who made $2.2 million this past season, and he'll be on the free agency market. Plus, the three goaltenders um, are free agents, Aiden Hill, Opportunity Knox, once-in-a-lifetime yo, uh, Jonathan Quick, and also Laurent Brossois. Uh, free agency, by the way, begins in two weeks, right? And that'll be on July the 1st at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. And then uh, NHL teams, NHL teams right now, they can start to sign their own free agents and start the negotiations there. So it's a very busy time, and VGK can ill afford to waste any time. Um, as far as additional expiring contracts, just to put it all out there for the moment, uh, Dorofiev, Howden, Barbashev, as you as you mentioned, Bluger, Phil Kessel. Just real quick gut reaction. If you look at Bluger and Kessel, I think those two are as good as gone. Um, no disrespect, obviously. I just don't know if there was a long-term plan for either one of them. If Kessel's willing to hang out on him in contract because he likes the desert, okay, fine. But outside of that, I don't see a world where uh, Bluger and or Dorothy have come back. Uh, Braden Pahal, on the defensive side, is going to be a restricted free agent. RFA deals usually are a little bit easier to get worked out um, and get worked out usually sooner than later. Like Besides Nick Hague, I guess that was a different situation. Uh, goaltender side... Brossois, Hill, Jonathan Quick. Uh, Quick, I think, rides off to the sunset. There's no, I don't see a path for him to being on any active roster next season, let alone the Vegas Golden Knights. Although, maybe there's a role for him uh, in some type of coaching, you know, advisory role, special assistant. I mean, who knows? He got such high marks from from his uh, cohorts, if you will. Uh, Current situation for the Vegas Golden Knights. This is all according to Cap Friendly, of course, folks. $1.5 
Uh, right now, the projected VGK cap hit is 80 million and, uh, and crumbs. There's 3.4 million in projected cap space. There is an additional $5 million in projected LTIR, which basically is Robin Leonard at the moment. So at this second, let's just pretend Robin Leonard's out of the picture. I'm assuming we're going to talk about options with him uh, sometime in this segment as well. Let's just assume for a second Leonard's cap hit is not there, the full $5 million. That's going to give Vegas about $8 million to determine what they're going to do with free agents, how they're going to decide which forwards to offer on as far as um, the UFAs go, mainly going to be Barbashev, Bluger, and Kessel. We already talked about what we think might happen there. And then, yeah, so $8 million doesn't go very far in the land of uh, Kelly McCrimmon, especially if uh, Barbashev seems to be, according to uh, various uh, outlets, five times seven seems to be what he's going to want slash command. Can Vegas step up to the plate with a deal like that? Oh, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Could VGK possibly, you talked about Robin Leonard, could they possibly work on a buyout for Leonard? So according to Cap Friendly, really cool tool, actually. There's literally a buyout tool that shows you exactly what happens in the event you buy a player out, and most importantly, how it will affect the salary cap. So if VGK were to buy out Leonard, which means, okay, they give him a stack of money and he's gone. That's that's the long and short of it. There is going to be a penalty or a cap hit against the Vegas Golden Knights that will have four years of, uh, ne- of negative impact. The first year is actually the smallest hit. It would only be 750000 Keep in mind, the salary cap only goes up $1 million this season. So... That would be a net growth, if you will, of $250,000. Okay. Mm. Next season, $2.25 million against the salary cap. The following two seasons, $1.75, $1.75. So basically, if VGK were to buy out Robin Leonard, it would cost the VGK in the next four seasons $6.5 million against the salary cap. Next year is the smallest hit. The following year is the biggest hit. And then one seven five for the for the next for the third and fourth season. So, you know, it doesn't sound like that much money, right? I mean, you know, what's seven hundred and fifty thousand when we're talking, you know, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five million dollars? It's not even, you know, not even one percent, right? So, but it does add up. And the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, for better or for worse, they are right up against the salary cap. Thankfully, this season we were able to field, no, not field, we were able to roster twenty skaters every single game. Whereas in the previous two seasons, I believe we did not have that same uh, opportunity due to the salary cap. And uh, most notably, we always go back to the game in uh, the COVID year where the Golden Knights basically played a winner take all game against the Colorado Avalanche and they couldn't dress two forwards that game because of, I mean, Colasar was line four. I remember watching all the, like the, all the line rushes coming out. Colasar was line four that game. And, you know, so. Is buying out Leonard an option? Sure. Um, are there other ways he might not be on this team next season? I think that's also something that might well, we they're, might they're probably not, dive into at some point. Yeah, but he doesn't. He does not have any trade value right now, and he's in a lot of trouble with the law. Is there any way that they could negate his contract? I read. There's a bunch of people talking about the morality clause, and um, the verbiage is kind of similar of. Um, you know, like uh, the same thing a lot of us signed if you're a traditional employee where you'll 
you know, hold the company in high regard. You're not going to do things that affects uh, the, the word branding isn't used, but it's stuff like that. I mean, at the moment, you know, Leonard does have some charges right now. I'm not too vast into this, you know, as far as too deep into this, as far as uh, exactly what's happening, but he's being accused of fraud. He's got, you know, mounting financial troubles happening right now. But as of this moment, these are just charges. Uh, He hasn't had his opportunity in court, nor has he entered any type of plea. So, you know, once all this does get ironed out, obviously, that's when, you know, a determine on his guilt in all of this will be determined. Um, but you know, as of this moment right now, he's simply being charged with some things. So I don't see any of those morality clauses or anything like that having any weight in this circumstance and, you know, no disrespect to his situation. I do feel for him and, you know, certainly his family and his kids and all that, you know, who's watching this play out publicly. Um, but he's going to need to get paid. I mean, when you're having financial trouble, you got to go to work and that's how you make your money. And, you know, showing up at work, being able to pass a physical and being able to do his job, not saying how well he does his job, but being able to do his job will at least keep him earning income from the Golden Knights. And then, you know, who knows what happens if he shows up, he passes a physical, he doesn't play well, he gets optioned out to, you know, he gets waived Silver Knights, you know, he go like kind of like what Laurent Brossois did. But, you know, Brossois did all this, I think, at what, a $2 million contract or something like that versus, uh, you know, a $5 million contract. And uh, by the way, Club Cup took the night off last night as uh, the Cup visited Bill Foley's ranch in Montana. That's where the players went last night for a little bit of R&R and more jungle juice. So they have this 100-day tour. Uh, What are the possibilities? I was just thinking about this of – some players having the cup and like they're already like moving on. How does that all work? I mean, I think that that's part of the, that's part of the norm. I mean, that does happen. You know, they'll get their day with the cup and there's a good shot that, you know, Barbashev is going to, you know, we're not gonna be able to, I don't see a path to BGK affording Barbashev, but for the sake of this conversation, let's assume Barbashev is not re-signed. You know, he still gets his uh, day with the cup, you know, two, three, four weeks from now, whatever that, you know, time frame is before next season starts. And, uh, It'll be just as special whether he is a golden knight at the time he gets his day with the cup or a New York Ranger or any of these other, you know, larger teams that do actually have a little bit of money to work with right now, depending on, you know, what other things happen. I actually have heard a lot about that, Tony, on the NHL network yesterday. Barber mm-hmm. shove to the Rangers. So that's something that might interest you. Of course, that'll definitely interest me. Uh, other players, uh, Nolan Patrick is gone. Phil yeah. Kessel's probably done. Quick yeah. is done. Yeah. Um, Pavel Dorofeyev, 925000 You'd want to keep him. Mm-hmm. An interesting case, I think, would be Yeri Patera, the other guy. He makes 800000 but this uh, organization currently is goaltender rich. Yes and no. Technically, the only goalie on the roster is, is well, the only active goal. Well, and he's injured, but Logan Thompson and then Leonard, obviously, for the long-term IR. I mean, let's just assume Leonard's out of the picture, you know, buyout otherwise. I re- do think that the path next season would probably be Logan and uh, Loren Brassois because Brassois is not going to command a lot of money on the free agency side of things. And then maybe Patera is the third man up. Maybe they sign another, you know, diamond in the rough, Aiden Hill-esque goalie. You know, I'm, I can assure you, here's one thing, you know, Kelly McCrimmon and camp has been doing. I can assure you they haven't just been watching games at T-Mobile Arena down the playoffs. I can assure you they haven't just been enjoying the ride. I can 
be willing to bet you, you know, dollars to uh, donuts that they've been working their butts off, you know, the, since the morning after the Stanley Cup, thinking about how next year's roster is going to be composed. And I can assure you, they got a list of probably eight to 12 potential Aiden Hills out there. And we're not knocking Aiden Hill one bit here. Um, but let's see, I was actually talking with He's uh, David. He's got to go make his money. He's got to make his money. Of course. I was actually going up and back a little bit with uh, David Staples yesterday, if I can find this really fast. He's the uh, Edmonton writer who um, basically, uh, in his way to uh, speak out about Jay Woodcroft, uh, instead of him saying it, he used uh, my article to kind of talk about how he felt Jay Woodcroft was doing at Edmonton. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so basically, we were talking. So first of all, David Staples, Aiden Hill and Barbashev are unrestricted free agents. I hope they ask for the moon, just saying. Staples is an Edmonton Oilers writer, so obviously he's hoping that uh, they don't come back to Vegas so the Oilers do a little bit better. I th- and I told him Barbashev is going to ask for a lot. Maybe Aiden Hill give us a hometown discount, whatever. Nah, and then uh, Dave there's says, "There's no way. There's no way." I, I, I'll argue against that in a second, but uh, Dave, nah, I we... think the, I think the Vegas D men and zone defense that give your goalies that that's what gives your goalies a huge boost. Goalies evidently thrive there one after another. And then I said, "Yeah, I think I agree. Vegas has done a good job managing bad luck and getting good luck while they're while doing it." Um, Aiden Hill, this is something that I forgot who broke this, and I wish I could reference this, but. Mm-hmm. Hill got offered an extension, and we talked about this thing yesterday or day before, but Hill did get offered an extension, turned it down, didn't want the distraction, didn't want to go up and back for a while. Bet on himself a bit, but Aiden Hill's father basically came out and said how loyal Aiden is, and he does feel that there is a path for Aiden to resign in Vegas. Now, don't get me wrong, watching Aiden Hill in the club doing his thing with Steve Aoki, rapping with a backwards hat and sunglasses at nighttime, dude's on top of the world right now. And, you know, he sees, uh, he, he sees, um, he sees the bubbly, he sees those hundred dollar bills. So he might, he might take more. If there's one of the two players, here's what I will say between Aiden Hill and Barbershev that might give a hometown discount, Hill before Barbershev would. Coming up next, I asked Chris if the roster is sustainable. Can they have multiple cups here? And that's to use the Kelly McCrimmon term. We're going to throw it back at him. And uh, we'll talk about this when we return next on Locked On Golden Knights. Bird Dogs makes you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, through the leg, giving you truly a sculpted look. They do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but they fit much better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing something called cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but it stretches so that you look like you have a much slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNHL, enter the promo code LockdownNHL, for a free Yeti style tumbler right there, pictured. And uh, of course, you can get this with your first order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL. And uh, this is for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Go to that YouTube channel, please, and subscribe. Coming up, of course, later on in the show, WTF. 
What the Friday? Stanley Cup edition. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, the Stanley Cup edition. Everything Earlier is Stanley Cup week. edition. Everything <laughs> is Stanley Cup edition. Exactly. Earlier this week, uh, Chris, on the way out, I just uh, posed out a question to you. Um, about whether the success of winning the cup in six is, to use that term that Kelly McCrimmon used way early in the season, is sustainable. Is it more sustainable now than in 2018 when McPhee and McCrimmon are addressing the media by uh, the way today? Wow, so everyone's coming back on the plane? Yeah, they were in Montana. That's a quick little roundabout. Maybe they didn't um, leave me. It was just the players. So, uh, again, they traded away some of the favorite VGK players, um, and they couldn't win, in their estimation, long-term. Uh, sustainability in the future, is this a team that could repeat again? Um, and maybe do they have another cup within the next six years with this roster? Is it sustainable? Let's set the table here. So, sustainable is a word that came up. Probably around season three is in season four when Kelly McCrimmon addressed why they made some very big changes after season one. In Kelly McCrimmon's words, the roster, that roster is unsustainable. You had multiple players, pardon me, multiple players having career seasons. You cannot bank on, for lack of a better term, a bunch of line three players playing like a bunch of line one superstars for long term, it's not going to happen. Of course, players have blossomed into that role, but you can't bank on, you know, nine of your 12 forwards just having the best season of their lives year over year. Kelly McCrimmon, basically McCrimmon makes the decision to start recycling the roster and bringing in players who might have long-term sustainability. So as far as this current roster, who is sustainable, what's not sustainable, Let's just take a look at who has two or more years remaining on their contract. And these are going to be more of our you know, players who are part of the core, so to speak. Riley Smith, two years. Eichel, three years. Mark Stone, four years. William Carlson, four years. Tony, four more years at Carlson. How cool is that? Oh, uh, wow. Nick Waugh, four years. They gave. And that's actually going to wind up being a better deal than I thought it was going to be, which that's a good thing. Colasar's got two years. Cotter's got three years. As far as our players that have one year left, these are only forwards at the moment. Marcheseau, Stevenson, Carrier are on the final years of their contract. Uh, defensive side, Alec Martinez, final year. There's one player I might see Vegas shipping in the offseason from the defensive court. Could be Martinez, but that's another story for another time. Uh, ben Hutton, Keaton Korzak are on or will be on their final year of their upcoming contracts. So again, Petrangelo, four more years. Theodore, two years. McNabb, two years, five years for Zach Whitecloud. Oh, that's such a nice deal. Uh, Nick Haig, two years. So most of these players are coming back. So as far as the from an expiring contracts only perspective, yes, this roster is sustainable. Now let's dig a little bit deeper. At the age of some of these players, you know, they're crawling into those 30s, those weird mid-30s, lower 30s numbers. Once you get on the wrong side of 30, some people, not everybody, um, at least in the, I've been breaking down since I turned 30, but I'm not a professional athlete. Um, but many of these players will be on the wrong side of 30, some on the wrong side of 34, 35, 
with these long contracts. I heard a great term yesterday, these long deals, like uh, like if Barbashev gets the five times seven, five million, seven years, it's a 401k deal because it pays, it pays well in the first, you know, three or four years and you pay for it in the, in the last few years after that, maybe uh Petrangelo and, you know, has a deal like that for the VGK. So long story longer, there's concern about the long-term sustainability just because these players are not going to be able to continue to offer the output based on what they're paid today to do. That is a slight concern. Um, A lot of these players on this roster, we've talked about how they bring in players with leadership, certain pedigree, former captains, Stanley Cup winners. Well, if you're a Stanley Cup winner, that means you are potentially playing over 100 games in a season. Alec Martinez twice, Ivan Barbashev twice, Chandler Stevenson twice. These are all players, Jonathan Quick three times now, Phil Kessel three times now. These are all players, obviously, that have played a lot of Stanley Cup uh, finals games, a lot of NHL games. They're going to wear down. So this upcoming season, if the hangover isn't too bad, which in Vegas the hangovers suck usually, but upcoming season, there is a potential to make a run again for a Stanley Cup. Season after that, with you know, a lot of these other players being on the back end of these long contracts, I could see the 2024, 25 season where things do start to, you know, McCrimmon and uh, McPhee need to start thinking if they're still around. I hope they are as far as running the team. Uh, that's where they start, you know, thinking about a p- possible rebuilds and looking at the future. If Cassidy is uh, the coach, they have a greater chance of sustainability. I will say that because I definitely believe in Bruce, um, South Beach, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, and so how long, do we know how long his contract is? Was it a three-year deal? And can they extend that here in the offseason? You don't have to really get into all the nuts. And no, I'm just curious. Go ahead. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Exactly if the, yeah, same here. Um, because Cassidy did a terrific job, obviously, of not only adapting uh, to a new home in the West, but he had to really hone in. Remember, he had so many issues in learning about the Pacific division. And luckily he had John Stevens on the team. And uh, I think that that really helped out with his history and coaching with the Kings and knowing uh, the division a little bit better. So, but I, he solved a lot of those issues. He solved again, uh, winning at home. He solved special teams. He solved everything, everything. It just unbelievable. Cassidy is on according to various sources because it was never talked by. I remember he did mention they would keep it in house, um, but he's on a five year deal that pays him four five. and a half approximately. They have to up that, right? He's got to get a little bit of a bump here, right? I don't think, I think he'll be fired before the end of that contract, Tony. Of course he will. Yeah, based on history, but after winning a cup, he should get a raise. I don't think uh, he signed his contract. He's getting four and a half. They signed him when he was offered that contract. The expectation was to deliver a cup at that number. I I don't know how negotiation works at that level between coach and GM and president and possible. Give him a bump. I'm not saying it's a wrong idea, but he got paid to do his job and he did his job. If they okay. want to give him a little envelope, fine. They can yeah, work that out deserves, amongst themselves. He deserves um, some more cash. Christopher Another asked, million. Right? Christopher asked me a great question. I think we were walking out after the game was over, and he said, oh, is Cassidy going to be uh, you know, coaching for and until he wants to leave? Basically, he was asking if his job was safe. I said, Chris, in two years, he might not be the coach right now. That's how fast, not, not to – 
not to um, urinate in Cheerios, if that's the, the proper way to say that. It's maybe a little early in the morning for that. But, you know, the way things do shake out in the coaching carousels, something could happen in two, three years where he's gone. And if you don't, you think that's not possible, no one thought Gallant would be fired. Yeah, that's Keith for DeBoer sure. had a short run, and that, arguably, you know, that was that was definitely the right decision now. So there is a good chance, you know, three years from now, two years from now, Bruce is gone. That's just he's how it goes. Good. Yeah, I, I don't agree hundred thousand percent. I I don't want to lose him. I don't want to no. lose him. He's no, the he's best terrific. thing that's happened to this team besides Kelly McCrimmon. Ooh, ooh, that's, ooh. A good, ooh that's a good one. Ooh, Coming like up that. next, that is a WTF. Coming up next, it is that time of the week again. What the Friday, your comments and more after this. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is fast and easy. It's a great way to buy tickets for all the events here in the Valley, especially in Las Vegas and wherever you're at. Just check it out. It really is good. Uh, both Chris and I utilize it. They've got these killer last-minute deals. Just go and browse through the Game Time app. It's really terrific. Some of the things that we like, the flash deals and last-minute tickets, um, an easy way to find and buy tickets for every event in our area and your area as well. They have images of uh, the seats, which is really cool, and uh, the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection even. So just forget about planning months in advance uh, do it our way like we do for each show. Just uh, show up and just start spouting off. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. So make sure that you download the Game Time app today. Download it and create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem with the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights from Las Vegas, the city of sin and the city of the Stanley Cup celebration, the big parade on the iconic Las Vegas Strip um, coming up. Is that route too? WTF, that route is way too short. From I'm Flamingo. Glad they, I'm glad they got a route. Montana, and a little U turn. Illegal U-turn, I said. Uh, WTF. Yeah, really, what is up with that parade route? WTF. I feel that, uh, I said this earlier this week, right? I said that I feel as though VGK's biggest rival is going to be Edmonton, especially since uh, VGK and the Oilers, uh, well, remember they locked the Golden Knights out of the dressing room? That was just awful. But, again, all the uh, crimes that were committed on the ice and all that. But on top of everything, the Oilers did not even congratulate on Twitter the Vegas Golden Knights for winning the Stanley Cup. WTF. It's a good start. So I have a I have an off-script WTF, a, a tweet that just came through. Uh, Brian D. So this is good. And I'm a WTF tweet, but it will kind of spout to that. That was me on the bridge next to the parking garage that said he loved the podcast. So if you remember, oh, I nice. recorded the hit for Lockdown NHL, and I made a comment about some clown coming up to me. And, oh, it's the capital of Nevada, that that clown. And this was him? No, Kind of. He said, thanks for the shout-out on the show. Sorry <laughs> about my buddy. 
didn't notice it was you till we passed by and he was already too much jungle juice a lot of jungle juice golden material hashtag vgk golden material for roasting him in our group chat at least so that's pretty awesome so brian thank you so much for reaching out to me it's super cool of you own up to it everyone has that friend wtf for your buddy for apparently having (laughs) tattooed what the capital of nevada is on, on the inside of his forearm um wtf i just watched alec martinez hand the stanley cup to jonathan quick in a golden knights uniform huh <laughs> really for real wtf sure uh, okay wtf i got a wtf off the rails what in the world george mcphee just shut up man seriously uh, he didn't like Bruce Cassidy um, when he started five of six of the Misfits in that final game, the closeout game, game number five. Uh, and I, he said that he thought that it was a gimmick. He thought that it was a gimmick. He said VGK has never done that sort of thing. Like there's like such a long history there. Same guy again that fired Bruce Cassidy. Get off of my lawn. I mean, get off of my ice, Okay. George McPhee, that's just awful. Awful take. Should not do that in public. Just just be quiet. That's enough, man. WTF. I just don't like that he just went up against the head coach and tried to make him look bad as they win the cup, as they're skating around with the cup. That was awful. George McPhee, WTF. I can't say it enough. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I still haven't caught that sound bite. I'm, I'm real curious to see how that worked out. And they just actually released the video of him announcing the starting lineup before the game. And I mean, what a moment watching that he started off. Cause this is coach Cassidy, of course, started off by apologizing to will didn't even say his last name on carrier. Say carrier. Cause he doesn't know how to say it. And anymore. remember guys, every time we say carrier, YouTube tears us apart, guys, we know it's will Carrier. I promise. Even Tony, <laughs> and, you I talked, promise. and you talked to Carrier about, yeah, it. I did talk to will Carrier about it. And he said funny. he didn't call him anything. So it's <laughs> a joke. It's a it was joke. A, it's a oh seriously, a they're roasting us for that. Yes, That's hilarious. Yes. But they but once I respond, it's funny. Just anyway. four, four lines like we usually do. Yeah, McPhee, no, shut up, just, shut up, McPhee. Shut come up. Come on, McPhee. man. That's bad. So WTF. I got the numbers right here. It took me a long time, but I went through the second period stats of the playoffs. The Golden Knights outscored their opponents four hundred and twelve to two. It felt like that at least. Yeah. Um the second period it was such and you know, this might be something if I go to today's uh media day we'll be talking about with hopefully Cassidy. But we all took turns in the media asking Cassidy for lack of a better term why the team sucked in the second period in the first half of the season. He didn't have an answer. We didn't have an answer. No one had an answer. So something clicked after the all-star break where this team just became spectacular. And obviously in the playoffs, I made a I made a few bucks in one of my sports betting accounts, uh, hammering Golden Knights in the second period. I don't. I can't remember the last time they they even lost in the second period. But I definitely will go through and see how plus close I am to four hundred twelve to two. Plus, I saw that. That's, that's remarkable. That's remarkable. Um, playoffs. Yeah. One more quick WTF. I put a funny tweet. Well, I didn't well, think it was that funny, but apparently thirty thousand people funny saw to it. You. Yeah, it I put a tweet out of Mark Stone, and the image was I think seven oh two something. It's the whoever made the image. I made sure to leave that in there so they get credit for it. 
Um, but I said, this is what the Golden Knights are going to be doing uh, in the Stanley Cup parade. And it's Mark Stone. Instead of holding up the cup, like one of those big orange traffic cone things, they're going to have to be moving those on the parade route so the buses can get up and down. So uh, there's my two WTFs, uh, second period, how the team gets so good. And uh, Mark Stone with the traffic cone in place of the Stanley Cup. Do you have some news for us? You kind of teased everyone yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think we can talk about it. I'll be signing the paperwork uh, before I start my other work this morning. So I think I'll be uh, accepting a role as uh, the, the VGK beat. With uh, It'll be officially with Vegas Hockey now, which will uh, be offering. Congrats. Uh, thank That's you. Awesome. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. And obviously, Locked On Wills, I will still be here as well. That's uh that was a non-negotiable. Still? Oh, wow. Uh, absolutely. That was a non-negotiable to keep on doing this. <laughs> and uh, for me to still be able to go to some games, you know, with my kid and stuff like that. So I made sure to, you know, lay out the groundwork, so to speak. But yeah, we'll be doing a Vegas hockey now. It'll be, a, I think, full-time credentialized and all that. So we'll have much greater access to the team than I did this season. More Congrats. practices, more writing. And thank you. I appreciate that. It's a, so cool. It's That's a lot cool. of fun. And uh, I've been wanting to allocate more of my personal time to covering the team. You know, unfortunately, uh, business and duty calls. And now um, this deal, if you will, I guess if we're talking in sports terms, allows me the, to allocate more of my time to be able to cover the Golden Knights, which has been just a passion. It's been a passion. It's been awesome. And, you know, if it wasn't for all the interactions and Tony putting, I mean, Tony, you're the one that the, we had a, through Joe, just a quick walk down memory lane here. Uh, we wanted a short show, but that's not going to happen. Um, I wrote for a franchise sports media. We're going way back about three, four years around COVID and all that. And same deal. I couldn't keep allocating the time at that moment. Uh, I hadn't talked with them in probably a year. And all of a sudden Joe hits me up. Hey, you want to do a, a Vegas podcast? I got a guy looking for some help. I'm like, cool. And then Tony called me and here we are a year and a half later, over That's a thousand crazy. YouTube subscribers and yeah. uh, Stanley cup run. Wow. This is, uh, this is a, been a fun ride, folks. Story book fun finish. Ride. Guys, if I can handle Tony every day, so can you. <laughs> and speaking of Tony, at xreb underscored fan x, one of our favorites, I think you should do a WTF de- dedicated to exposing the old Dasco hot takes. There are so many, you would have enough content to get you through the entire offseason. <laughs> WTF? Is it, are they referring to all the stuff like through the season and all that? Just or is this, everything, like, all my all okay. my hot takes. But the one thing about my hot takes, WTF, is that they're mine. I don't have to go and steal anyone else's content because you don't you know and, you don't, and, you, and you don't delete them if they're wrong. And if I'm wrong, which I'm wrong a lot, yeah, I just leave them up there and let them ride. And that's a, I, and that's the fun thing about doing this, though. I mean, whether <laughs> we're we're talking on the show about what we think is going to happen or. We, we put just it on have, Twitter. Yeah, we have our own opinions. We don't right. have to go and like follow mainstream and Twitter and everything else. We just have our own takes, right? Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I'm I'm drying WTFs right now. So if you got anything no, else, we've keep got firing. more. We've got uh, at VGK Dean WTF. Will VGK do with Leonard's contract? Buy we him hit out. That. We hit that. See if they can legally terminate it based on fraud allegations. Trade him or bring him Guys, back. allegations stop right now innocent until proven guilty just stop it folks just stop it okay those are our wtfs for the day there's some really good ones and we appreciate everyone again sending them in those are our top line wtfs and don't forget to get on board oh i have one more wtf i put it out there yesterday and as you know i'm not into politics at all but i did pose the question if invited will vgk go to the white house 
But then as I thought about it, that was going to be the question, right, on my poll. But the question turned out to be, because Bill Foley donates so much money to the Republican Party, would he shoot that down? And then fans just got embroiled, and they were kind of fired up. And that's always I, I thought politics. that that was, but I thought that that was part of the. I thought that was part of the story because of his involvement with the GOP. WTF, yeah, I mean, I, I think no. The only thing that I that I would say to that is if I had if invited, in I think I think it's still a mandatory invite. I could be wrong. I don't know how it exactly works, but if players want to go, let them go. If yeah, players don't want to go, don't don't let them go. Or if, if they don't want to go, but I think it's important for no one to choose on their behalf. I think the players should individually be able to make their own decision. If the Golden Knights get invited and four players show up, let those four players go because that's clearly a special moment, and that's okay. It's a special moment. If everyone then, else doesn't want to go, yeah. so be it. Um, I put a, a real quick uh, – I want to hit this as, regarding the parade – we normally get what 300,000 people was the research I did for New Year's Eve, whether that, that many people come on the strip or not. This year was up to, I think, as many as 400. It's okay. really grown. Okay. But it's average, averaging typically about 300,000. Sure. So I put a Twitter poll out there over under 300,000 for the Vegas Golden Knights parade. Uh, 65 35, 65% said over 200 votes. Honestly, I do think this has the potential. Everyone's talking about this. It is national mainstream attention. It's a national story right now. I do think there is going to be may, way more people than anticipated. Well, there's a lot of tourists, too. That will be tourists. on a Saturday night. I'm concerned about the area in front of Toshiba Plaza, everyone wanting to get there, because only, what, 8,000, 10,000, 11,000 people fit there yeah. as of uh, 6.36 a.m., there's nothing even been mentioned about season ticket holders getting an opportunity Ooh. to check this Ooh. out in a, some type of regard. So I'm a little upset about that, but paint the ice is Tuesday, so that's going to be fun. They're going to do that again. Okay, Tuesday. The first year, they didn't do it or whatever. Um, remember early on, and I was screaming, I was on the radio ranting and raving, paint the stinking ice. I love paint the ice. It's so much fun. It's such it a is cool, fun. It's such a cool so that's environment. that's next Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah, season ticket okay. holders. And so on my poll... Uh, unscientific as it might be, 417 votes. Uh, will VGK go to the White House if invited, even though Bill Foley is a staunch Republican, blah, 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 blah. Yes, 83%, no, 17%. And uh, if you're going out to the parade on Saturday, make sure that you are safe. And uh, there's that list, uh, you know, no drones, strollers, uh, dogs and strollers, and no Mexican soccer fans are allowed on that parade route. For my man, Chris Golick, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Oh, the eye roll. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen, especially to our everydayers. We'll see you again on Monday right here on Locked On Golden Knights.